Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have Stephanie Mitchell here with me. Stephanie is the founder of The Rolling Mat, which is a mobile yoga studio based in Atlanta, Georgia. Since the start of her mobile yoga adventure, Steph has been shaking up the yoga industry by providing well-round community drive yoga experiences outside of just the four walls of the studio space. In this episode, she shares her journey, her experience, and how she has been able to grow a thriving business doing what she loves and helping other yoga teachers do the same. Stephanie now is a business yoga business mentor who serves to assist other yoga teachers in creating their vision, confidence, messaging, and program so that they can attract high ticket corporate clients. If you are a yoga instructor or you are wanting to grow your business in this kind of way, you're going to get so much gold out of this episode and lots of inspiration on how you can turn anything that you desire to do in your life, your soul's purpose, aka your soul's purpose, into a thriving, lucrative business. So without further ado, let's welcome Stephanie onto the show. Welcome, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you on the show and I can't wait for you to share all of your magic with the audience. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped because I know that you're doing amazing things in the world and really helping a lot of people grow their yoga practice, grow their yoga business and step things up. And I think that it's just amazing um, what you've been doing with this. Mm-hmm. So I want to start off by like, what, so were you a yoga teacher, obviously probably first, and that led you into thinking bigger? What led you to um, taking this to corporate and going bigger with the yoga stuff? Well, actually I was first just a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. I discovered yoga um, freshman year of college, which was a while ago now. And um, I I noticed how how impactful it was both in my body and my mind. Um, Because, you know, being in college, you're taking, I mean, I took like five classes every semester and I worked a a job on top of that. So um, I just really, it, it really resonated with me. And I was, I was practicing Pilates before I uh, found the yoga practice. And I just noticed how it was not just core, but it was like mind, breath, body, and core. It was like everything. It's like, you know, the the balance and the ease and the meditation. Just It was like everything wrapped into like a really wonderful package. So um, I started practicing, you know, again, I was probably at that point about 20, 20 years old. And um, I just developed my own personal practice, not really knowing uh, where it was, like not knowing that I was going to be doing what I'm doing today. Um, but graduating from college, um, I graduated kind of in a rough year. It was 2011 and the job market was kind of blah. 
Um, so I had a lot of like different jobs, odd, you know, odds and ends. And um, I finally landed like my first corporate gig and uh, it was like 2014, pretty sure. And um, I just really noticed, I mean, it was a great gig. It was, it was high, it was high energy. It was a lot of travel. I worked with college students and Mm -hmm. I would travel out to colleges and um, work with them on their career planning. So it was really rewarding in that aspect because I was once in college and, you know, was very uncertain about what I was going to be doing. So it was Mm -hmm. nice to be able to help other students that, you know, had that same kind of uncertainty pattern going on in their mindset. Um, but I just remember like the morale within the office was always really bad. The, um, you know, our boss was, he was a, he was a really nice guy, but like he wasn't very attentive to our the needs of us. And mind you, it was like a group of eight females. So, wow. you know, everybody kind of had their own needs and like, why doesn't he give us more of a break? And why isn't he being attentive to like, you know, this travel schedule, which is crazy. Some of, some of them were married. So, you know, they were away from like their husbands and stuff. So I just remember always feeling this sense of like wanting to help. And that actually dates back to even my childhood because my dad like was a really hard worker and I saw the strain that it put on him as well. So um, just this, this, this feeling of always wanting to help them. And I was stressed too, but I still had something to, to break me away from that stress, which was my practice. Mm. So, you know, the mindful activities that I would do in the morning, again, not even like thinking about doing this as a profession. It was just something that I loved to do and really brought me back to, you know, self and mm-hmm. present. What were some so, of those? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to say, what were some of those morning practices? Um, so five minute morning routines, basically just where I would wake up with my cup of, cup of coffee. Um you know, I'm, I've always been a pretty big advocate of like not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Mm. And as a small business owner, like once, once I like kind of took on that role, that became a little bit more difficult, but you know, I've noticed myself doing it and then I redirected my energy. Um, but sitting with a cup of coffee and just really kind of just dimming the lights, if you will, like morning time for me is, is the best time because, you know, I'm, I'm slower in the morning. So my mind's not really like racing with a bunch of different thoughts yet. So I just take that and embrace it, you know? Yeah. So that's what I would do, um, you know, before getting in my car and sitting in the traffic that we have here uh, in my city. And, um, and then just like the physical practice of it too. So one thing led to another and, um, you know, that job became part of my past. And when that happened, it was kind of like a a turning point of, okay, well now what do I do? You know, I had Mm. a job, it was paying me really well. I was traveling. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was stressful, but for me, like I was able to kind of like map, you know, kind of wrap myself, you know, get myself away from the stress because of the practice I had. So, um, I was actually in conversation with my sister and, you know, I was just like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she was like, well, you need to think about all like, well, what's most, what's been most consistent in your life? Like, what do you love doing? What's something consistent that you, that you love doing? And, you know, how could you like monetize that? Is there a way that you could, like, why don't you think about being an entrepreneur kind of thing? Mm. And so I was like, yoga, travel, music are really my three main passions. And, um, 
So yeah, I actually came up with the concept of a mobile yoga studio before I got my training. Wow. And I went out to California for like a month, stayed with a friend, you know, got just kind of went on my own self-exploration. And um, I decided, I'm, I was like, I'm going to invest. I'm going to put myself through the training. And it was amazing. It broke me down and built me right back up. And the whole time I was going into the training of with openness, like wanting to discover as much about myself and even more about the practice. Um, but I also went into it with that business aspect in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. How can I grow? You know, how can I make a sustainable living from a mobile studio. Um, What am I going to offer? What am I going to do? You know, things of that nature. So it all started with large-scale community events, um, which I actually partnered with breweries around my area. Uh, I worked in a brewery while I was getting my training. And I just noticed the demographic, and I did some market research on the interest of yoga um, as an activity, you know, for the brewery to, to take on. And so... We started just implementing these events and then they grew. Other breweries were interested. They were like, hey, we love what you're doing. Like, we'd like to bring it to our community. Um, so that was really a great way for me to get out into the to the market and talk mm-hmm. to them. And That's- through that, I found um, people that were working nine to five, super stressed out, you know, things of that nature. And it just brought me back to my corporate life. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you know, this is this this is where it, that's really where it all began began like you know i want to impact and improve the corporate america culture as much as i can wow and so did you have any idea like what the hell you were doing when you first like was decided to do this mobile yoga studio nope i very much so put the cart in front of the horse i just wow. cuz i'm the way i learn is by doing yeah i was just kind of like i'm just going to do things um with the knowledge of the fact that I was probably going to fall flat on my face a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, It ended up, I mean, you know, yeah, I've I've had a slew of, you know, things that that didn't work out that I learned a lot from. Um, And I've also had a lot of things that like worked out beautifully and served, served my purpose um, for what I do. So yeah, it was basically just kind of trial and error. But then I really, I started working for another company that implemented wellness programs. And um, it wasn't just yoga. It was like yoga, CrossFit, Zumba, like all these other uh, programs that they would bring in. And it was a great company, great people. But I noticed that there was a huge disconnect from what the wellness company was bringing to the actual organization and what the organization actually needed. Mm. Um, you know, they always wanted me to go in and teach like power yoga, but I'm teaching power yoga to a group of baby boomers who like can't move that fast, you know, they're not familiar with the yoga practice. So I'm just like, okay, they, you know, this isn't, power yoga is not what they need. They need like restorative yoga or maybe even more of the mental piece. Um, So I woke up one day and I just said to myself, I'm like, I'm going to do, I'm going to create a multi-level wellness program. It's going to be personalized for each organization because not every company is the same. Mm. Um, So it all starts, you know, how I started is like phone call, finding out, you know, what issues are happening, turnover, uh, stress, lack of productivity, decrease in profit, 
And then I actually go in and you know, try to meet with as many employees as I can and kind of get a feel for what it is that they're wanting. And then I structure a program based on what they need. So that's where the rolling mat has really um, had to turn to turned a new leaf on corporate wellness programs. Yeah. Is that I'm, I'm actually addressing the actual needs, not just of corporate America as a whole, but as the organization. Mm. What do you think has been like the biggest impact on like the people that like the company, the people in the companies that are getting into yoga? Like, what do you think is, and cause maybe even some people listening are even working at a corporate job still. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like, what do you see has been like the biggest, I guess, transformation impact, uh, whatever you want to call it for those who are actually partaking in the programs and the practice. I think that the biggest impact really has been a lot of the mental work that we do um, and the physical. I mean, it's, it's hand in hand. I would say like the, the biggest impact has been the boost in productivity and the boost in morale. Um, you know, I work with one company where they sit at their desk for 10 hours every day. Well, they work four days a week for 10 hours, like straight. Mm busy, you know, and if they're not at their desk, they're sitting in a boardroom. So they're constantly sitting, they're constantly like having to perform, having to talk, having to, you know, give their all and all of these things um, to where they kind of lose like that sense of self and also that sense of camaraderie and teamwork, you know, among one another. Um, so, you know, after classes, um, I'm always told, you know, like this helps me go back to my desk and, you know, it, it improves my, my work. You know, it, it allows me to be more productive because I have this break. I have this mental break. Um, and the way that my programs are structured is like I have, I've built, um, a, a variety of workshops. So that's more of the mental piece. And then, um, I have the activity, which is more of the actual physical, like yoga class. And then I have offsite support, which is when I'm not there, they get access to my virtual library of like desk yoga, chair yoga, that's so cool. Do you do that? Do you have that available to everyone or is it just like the companies that you work with? The virtual um, Yeah, the virtual one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically, well, it's typically just for the companies that I do work with. Um, some of them will actually opt for that. Like if, they, if they're on a budget or if they haven't allocated resources to any sort of like program, they will be like, okay, well, maybe we'll just take part of your virtual library, see how that goes for, you know, for the, the, it's like, they have to sign up for at least four months, you know, Mm. um, see how that goes. And then once we get to the next quarter of the year, we'll see if we can allocate resources to have you actually come in. So like it works out as like a reasonable, like kind of thing. Um, cause they can kind of get to know me. And then by, by the end of it, they're like, well, we, we really kind of want yoga classes. <laughs> you know, we want to see this girl like, come into our office and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm unique in that I bring all the equipment as well. So they don't have to really do much of anything other than um, just meet with me and, you know, tell me, tell me what's up, tell me what's going on. That's awesome. And so, do you, so a lot of what you're doing now as well as helping other yoga teachers kind of do something similar, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I know a lot of people are, I feel like there, how many yoga <laughs> teachers are there? It's so funny. So many. <laughs> yeah. I had um, a client at one point was talking about um, doing like a, a mobile massage 
or like mm. a mobile. So I think it's cool that you're doing the mobile yoga. <laughs> um, so what are some things that you're working with your clients with that are also yoga teachers? Um, like, or what, what advice do you have for people who are yoga teachers or who are doing kind of like a, um, a service-based business of mm-hmm. some kind that's similar to be able to take it to a bigger scale. Right. Um, yeah, I, there, it's, it's this year I've learned that there are more yoga teachers out there that are really wanting to dive into getting uh, consistent corporate clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned this just from networking through Facebook groups and things like that. So um, the, the, where we always start is, you know, high, highly intense, like clarity piece. Um, and that's usually like at least the first five weeks of working with me is one of the most important, important aspects. Um, well, there's, there's a lot, but one of the most important is your audience niching, you know, knowing your audience, knowing who, who it is that you're wanting to serve. And then even taking it a step farther and thinking about like the niche within the niche. So there's a million companies out there. Um, I happen to, because, you know, like I said, I kind of put the cart in front of the horse <laughs> and that granted me more, uh, larger corporations, like Whole Foods, uh, Keller Williams Realty, Acuity Brands Lighting, um, AT&T. So, um, that's kind of the route that I am going. However, you know, I'm with a, a yogi now who is really more so into working with co-working spaces. So that, I mean, that's a cool idea. Exactly. Like that is the niche within the niche. So it's like, okay, you know, you want to go into corporate, but what kind of company are you wanting to, you know, um, there's another one that I've worked with who, or another teacher I've worked with who has a background in, um, tech IT. So she understands the stresses that comes with that. So she's really looking for, you know, moving more toward like, you know, companies. Um, so, really getting clear on who it is that you want to serve. And then I think it's super important. I think one of the more impactful mindset tools um, that's really going to help drive your business forward is your why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? I think that's a good question for anyone like in business period, like the why. Yeah. Because it helps you stand in your conviction and your passion. And from it you are able to put together an offer and a program that will succeed without fail because you're, you know, you're standing in your why, like, this is why I do what I do, you know, and, and this, this is who I serve and this is why I serve them. Yeah. Really clear on that. I mean, you can't, because I have a lot of, um, you know, teachers that come to me and they're, super excited. They really want to get started. They're like, I want to set my prices like right now. I'm like, okay, well, let's pull it back a little bit. Like what are your non-negotiables? You know, how many companies do you even want to work with a year, a month? You know, why are you serving them? And, and who is it? Like, who is the company that you want to, like, what is your company avatar basically? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just that those clarity pieces, and I have a lot of practices that I've learned from other mentors and also that I have followed for years now from doing this for a while, just in my own personal practice that really helps you um, 
build that mindset piece around it. So then therefore you can dive into your boss babe mentality, you know, mm-hmm. to owning your worth. Um, Cause when you're talking to corporations, you're not quoting the sutras, you know, you are being uh, heartfelt. It's like I had another uh, friend of mine tell me that, you know, it's like balancing being a dove and being a hawk. Uh. You have that softness and ease because you believe and you're passionate about what your yoga, you know, platform and program is bringing, but you're also the hawk because you're going in there and you're selling it and you're pitching it to these heavy hitters. Yeah. These top dogs of companies, if you will. Um, so it's, it's also a bit, another big portion of my coaching program is, you know, that corporate speak, being a mindful yogi, being heartfelt and mindful but also getting yourself into that corporate speak that feels comfortable for you. Yeah. So that you're not changing who you are or what you stand for, but what actually feels comfortable for you. And it all, again, goes back to the audience and your why. Yeah. I can only imagine you must've been pretty nervous the first time you've done it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I was like putting together the first proposal, I mean, I had to, I read over it. I don't even, it was, I held back. I mean, it took me a couple weeks to, you know, like review it and like, should I say this? Should I be more punchy here? Should I back off here? Or, Mm. you know, how, how aggressive should I be? And over the course of, of, of learning, you know, and talking with these people, I mean, you go in there, you, you kill them with kindness and confidence. You know, I don't really think you can say anything wrong if you know, yeah. if you know what you're doing, you know, if, again, if you know your why and you're confident when you're, when you're going into it, yeah, um, and it takes a little bit of time, but usually after your first few of, you know, pitching or having the phone call or going into the corporation, you know, it just kind of becomes, it becomes addictive really, because you want to keep, pointing. Yeah. You keep like talking about who you are and what you offer and the impact that you're having. Mm -hmm. I feel like this can relate to fitness professionals of any kind too, of like Mm -hmm. heading into the corporate space. Um, Do you, are a lot of people doing that? Do you find like the actually going to the corporate? I'm not finding that. And that's, and, and, and I say that based on a lot of the business models that I've worked with and that I have seen Um, I'm finding that, you know, they're just kind of like, you know, this is who we are. These are like the different classes that we offer. So, you know, we offer yoga, Zumba, CrossFit or something like that, but they're not really going into detail about, you know, okay, let me pair this teacher with your company because you want more restorative yoga. Let me pair this teacher with your company because you want more power yoga. There's, there's still like a, and that's, that's where I, I built a multi-level program because I felt like there was still that disconnect of, mm. you know, not really addressing what they're actually needing. There are companies. Yeah. I mean, there, there are definitely companies that, that go into corporate. And I think that we all just have different models in terms of how we handle. Them. Yeah. And so, um, what are some of the mindset pieces that you coach people around when it comes to like believing in themselves and being able to actually go after, like the bigger dreams, the bigger goals mm-hmm. as a yoga instructor? Mm-hmm. Um, a big tool that I use is the success journal. The what? The success, my, a success journal. Mm. Um, and 
this is something that we work on throughout like my coaching program, you know, it's kind of like part of week one, you know, get a spiral notebook or maybe you've already started a journal, but go back to like even your earliest memory of childhood, you know, when you like your accomplishments, you know, like, were you a punctual student? You know, did you, you never went to detention or like you always helped mom with the chores or, you know, celebrating even like some of the smallest successes, taking that forward on into your, you know, adolescenthood, your adulthood into now as a business owner, it's like right now I'm working with someone and we're really honing in on all of her successes throughout this year and how many people that she's actually helped and impacted. And once you start to see that, then you see that you have more credibility than you realized, you know, even mm-hmm. like, you know, I was always the friend that everybody, Everybody came to you when they, when they wanted to talk about, you know, their problems, which was fine with me. I would give them advice. I would listen. I would, in a sense, coach them to a better frame of mind about whatever topic it may have been, you know, this was even before the yoga practice, before I started adopting the yoga practice. So I think it's really important just to always be grateful and be mindful of how far you have come because that's it's ultimately going to drive your inner boss yeah, and how you run your business as well. Um, I've noticed, you know, even within myself this year, these last couple of months, I've really come to, to take in the concept of letting go. And in order to let go, you actually have to let go. Um, because of my business background and, you know, being part of a pretty successful family, I've always had like a, a really like white knuckle grip, if you will, on my goals and on my dreams. And, you know, there's definitely time and space where you got to hustle, but, and work for it. But there's also time where you just need to like release that and let, let the universe do its big magic. Yeah. And, you know, recognizing that has been, has been huge for me these last couple of months, but has also inspired a lot of really wonderful things. So I'm sure. Yeah, I think, yeah. So I think just always being, uh, always trying to be in that celebration kind of mindset of like, wow, you know, whether it's a huge success or small success, whatever it is for you, you know, whether you got that, you know, client, or you finally completed, uh, you know, um, uh, an outline for your website, you know, whatever the case may be, just like, look at that as like, wow, I did that. This is a step farther into the process. Yeah. I think it's so important to celebrate yourself along the way. And mm-hmm. even I need to remind myself of that at times, cause it's easy to get like, so in the mode of like doing things and putting the action in. Yeah. You do, do, do. Yeah. (laughs) We do. You constantly give. It's all about being though and balancing the doing. Exactly. The effort and the ease. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's important both in practice and in mindset and in your business, you know, balancing the effort with the ease. Yeah. So what are some other, like just, tips that you can offer those that are doing something similar um, 
and wanting to grow their yoga business and do a bit of the online and in person, like what are, are there some common struggles that you see with people that you can maybe speak to? Yeah, I think that, you know, some of the more recent ones as of late is they get caught up in the, like, um, I guess the aesthetic, like, okay, my logo, my website, you know, the techie kind of stuff, (laughs) which is easy to get enthralled in because it's like, okay, you want to like, you want to look good, you know, which I get. But I think really um, it's more so what you're saying you know, what you're saying, how you're presenting yourself. And then the logo on the website and all of that will come, you know, like it will come as you start with the branding piece of like, okay, my audience and speaking to my audience and their pain points um, instead of getting enthralled and like, okay, I've got to build my website first and I've got to get my logo made first before I can, you know, take on, before I can start like networking, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, you can just have a basic business card. It doesn't have to be anything. And then as, as your business starts to grow and you get a logo and all of those things, then you, you know, you get new business cards and you, you actually get to see your growth. I mean, I remember when I first started out, my logo was a fairy <laughs> and on like a yoga mat. And I'm like, well, you know, I also want to attract dudes. And I feel like dudes already feel like, you know, yoga is like a super girly practice. I don't think a fairy is going to go very well, like corporate, you know, and then eventually it just evolved. And now I'm a compass, you know, my, my logo is a compass, um, a directional compass. So I think just more so focusing in on, again, your audience, the pain points of your audience and how you, like, what's your, like, how you can help them. Like, what's the bridge you're going to build to get them from point A to point B? Mm. Like, okay, they have high turnover, absenteeism, and they're, you know, morale sucks. Like, their employees are miserable. Like, out of all of your yoga expertise or workshop expertise, mindfulness expertise, what, what kind of bridge can you build pull this company up in order to now boost the morale and boost their profit by decreasing the absenteeism and turnover. Yeah. So just thinking about that bridge, you know, and that's all through like wording, like how, how, how you're presenting yourself and learning how to communicate that clearly. Yeah, exactly. So what are, what is like your next bigger vision for what you're doing with your company and like where you see things headed? I'm like really curious to hear because it sounds like you've been growing and doing the things and it's awesome. So big, big plan is for 2020. Um, I definitely want to, I'm in corporate, I'm in corporations right now, but I want to expand my number of corporations by a pretty large amount. Um, and I want to hire other yoga teachers to come in and be able to place them um, in these organizations and give them, you know, my background, allow them to have their own creativity, of course, with their, um, with their yoga vision and their yoga practice, but have like this foundational approach still, you know, aligned with it. And I want to do this because I want to give yoga teachers like the opportunity and the chance to really make a living from what they love. Mm. As yoga teachers, if you're teaching in a gym or you're teaching in a studio, 
even in a studio, you're not making a whole lot of money. Like you have to teach a pretty large amount of classes. Yeah. I used to do fitness. So like I remember those days all too clear. Burnout, right? Like you teach until burnout or you have like 10 private clients a week or some crazy nauseating, you know, um, situation like that. So I really want to be able to put them in because their, their corporate is higher paying and consistent from the way that I work my contract and how I pitch my company and my services, I would be able to put them into corporate, um, you know, gigs and be able to pay them to where, you know, they wouldn't have to teach until burnout mm-hmm. necessarily. So that's kind of like a really big give back um, from me to other yogis. And I've already like made some really strong connections here with other yoga teachers that are definitely interested in my vision and my mission. Um, so growing my corporate clients so that I can then give work out. And then also I'm kind of switching the um, frame of my mentorship program a little bit. I'm making it more community driven because yoga is community. And um, my community events are just so like, I love being out in, in the community. And I work with yoga teachers, not just in my area, but in other states. Obviously, I can't always like get together and have powwows. So um, my mentorship program is actually going to kind of be moving from individual one-on-one to a private group where um, yoga teachers will join and we'll all work together within the group. So they'll be working with me and they can email me, they can DM me, we can hop on quick, you know, Zoom calls if they're having issues or whatever. But it also gives them the opportunity to meet and work with other yoga teachers that are on their, that are on a similar journey to them. So then mm-hmm. they learn from one another and bounce ideas off one another. And it's just, I have a mastermind program right now and I have a few yogis in there and I ran a four, I, I ran a December to remember kind of, um, uh, special and it was a month of clarity basically like let's get clear before we move into 2020 mm. the interaction this is this is kind of what gave me the idea of this and the interaction in there is just so much fun you know it's like yeah I go live in there I I have you know tutorial in there clarity practices all of these things they write everything out, they share it with one another, they give each other, you know, different ideas of action steps and things like that. And then I hop in and, you know, provide my expertise. So it's, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then it allows us all to be together as a community. That's awesome. Yeah. I love what you're doing and like how I'm sure like there's so many people that are wanting to do something similar as you wanting to get, their practice out to more people and like free up their time and just really bring their bigger vision to life. And so I think it's really awesome. Uh, Are there any last words that you would like to share with everyone before we wrap it up? So I was in conversation with um, a connection of mine, a yoga teacher of mine, and she just said something that was... um, kind of like took me back and I like thought about it for a minute. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. <laughs> so, um, a lot of times I would go into, you know, when I would talk to yoga teachers, I would ask them what their obstacles were. Okay, so what are, what are your obstacles? But instead I'm starting to shift that focus and she inspired this to 
not so much looking at them as obstacles, but what are more of your, like, what opportunities do you have right now to grow? Mm. So change is always, change is inevitable. Change is going to happen, but growth is optional. So think about it, you know, think to yourself, maybe as you go into the weekend or, you know, the rest of the month of, you know, what opportunities do you have, what opportunities do you have right now to learn and grow from? And not looking at them as like a wall that you keep hitting, you know, how are you going to change that wall? How are you going to break through that wall? Are you going to choose to grow versus keep hitting your head into the same wall? Um, So I just, I found, I found change is inevitable and growth is optional to be very impactful. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Where can people find you? you? Yeah, you're so welcome. Where can everyone find you? Um, So I have a Facebook group. It's called the Rolling Mat Community and then um, Corporate Yoga Accelerator. Ooh, love it. In that group, you can um, meet a lot of the other yoga teachers in there that are really like driven toward, you know, uh, getting more corporate clients in the new year. There's also other yoga teachers in there that, you know, they're, they're currently teaching private clients and they kind of want to, you know, get their feet wet in corporate or um, whatever their path may be, but they're great. And, um, you know, you're free to comment on, you know, a lot of the posts that I put up, I put a lot of thought provoking things in there when it comes to your practice and your business. Um, and then that's like really the best way to kind of stay up to date with what's going on with my um, program that I'm going to be kicking off. And, um, and then the rolling mat adventure is my website. The rolling mat adventure. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes too. Cool. Yeah. And there you can go kind of get a feel for my mentorship program and also my um, wellness program and how I build it out and everything. Awesome. Awesome. So those of you who want to grow your yoga business or just connect with Stephanie, ask some questions, whatever it is, make sure you check out the show notes, check out all of the places you can find her. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie, for thank you. being on the show, for sharing your magic and for just taking the time out to share all of this. Yeah. I thank you for your time for having me. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.